0: Matt's already trying to be funny. <laughs> this not, that's not going to make... <laughs> <laughs> this shouldn't know, have started any better. We'll have to discuss this <laughs> off the air. Uh, maybe the name of this podcast should be The Accidental Comedian. That's, <laughs>
1: that's my role. Welcome to Staying Alive Can Kill
2: You with Ron, Tyler, and Matt. Hey, welcome to the first podcast of Staying Alive Can Kill You. I'm uh, here with two of my good friends, Matt Slavik and Tyler Beard. And uh, I'm going to let them tell you kind of why they're doing this podcast. Uh, But I'll start with just uh, being able to hang out, tell some funny stories, and uh, spend time with some good friends. So, Matt, why don't you share a little bit why you're doing this podcast?
1: Well, Ron, why I'm doing it is... uh you always emphasize the H why that's why you're doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. No, I'm doing it because you guys are making me, uh, because you're not techni- technologically sound enough to have somebody. I'm just that's kidding. That's a Good point. No, it, it, it was, uh, a. <laughs> I'm the necessary cog in this machine. No, same, same. Uh, yeah, two, two good buddies. It'd be fun to just discuss some different things. And, um, <clears throat> and uh, we all live in different states so it's fun to use technology to keep up with each other and have have uh, an avenue to to keep up with each other have something to discuss
2: tyler what about you yeah i'm Tyler.
0: i'm just doing it to mock <clears throat> matt that's 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 my whole motivation i don't that's I, good i mean friends who needs those no, it's good to hang out with you guys. I want to. I want to ask and answer fun questions. I want to talk about fly fishing, talk about life, figure some stuff out, and mock mat all of those things. <laughs>
1: you think we're going to figure some stuff out? Uh, I mean, we'll get closer. We'll move down the path. That's good. That's good. I like that. Closer is better than farther away.
2: We were. Um, uh, we were Facetiming a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, and. Uh, talking about the rising cost of, of uh, food at the grocery store and trying to eat healthy uh, as I'm getting on in, in years. And uh, we came up with this staying alive can kill you because it's it's so expensive to buy healthy food. So then we started thinking about other, other things where we want to do something fun and we want to do something exciting and there's some danger out there in the world and uh, so we, our minds automatically uh, went to fly fishing. And uh, why that is, I'm not sure, because probably most of us do adventure fly fishing.
1: Well, and the first time, like I said, the first time I met Tyler was on a fly fishing trip. <clears throat> Excuse me. Unforgettable. So, that's right. We can, we can explain why it was unforgettable later in the episode. But it was unforgettable, unfortunately for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, fly fishing felt like a great first topic because we all do it. We all enjoy doing it. Um, two out of the three of us are really great at it, and the other one is a novice. Um, so, <clears throat> we thought we'd discuss some, discuss some fly fishing this episode. Kick things off.
2: Had, had you done any fishing... With bait and cast fishing, you know, growing up, what, what kind of fishing did you do when you were little kids or when did you I try?
0: didn't, I didn't do much for me growing up in Midland. It certainly wasn't a natural thing to do. There's no water, <laughs> but I, you know, I probably went half a dozen or a dozen times over the years. And all I did was stare at a bobber for two or three hours till I got sick and tired <laughs> of nothing happening. So I've drowned bait, but that's all just a little <laughs>
1: tiny bit. You say like you've drowned bait. What about, yeah.
2: what about you, Matt? I mean, you grew up in Arkansas. Surely you went fishing.
1: Yeah, we I should have. Uh, but we never did. It was my brother and I were too too big into sports, and so and fishing wasn't part of that. So we did every now and then during the summer, but um, I just it wasn't something that seemed interesting to me at the time or growing up. Yeah, I mean the first time I went fly fishing was. When Boss Boss Camps, another buddy of ours, um, his trap bum trip, he just talked about it. You and you and Ron, you and Trap talked about it so much that I uh, <clears throat> hesitantly signed up. And was that the one that it. we
0: met on? Was that the first time you went? On yeah, there?
1: that was the first time. First time 20, 2012, 2013, maybe thirteen. I think. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah so I kind of did the same. I grew up did what Tyler did. I was in North Carolina, so the surroundings were a lot prettier, but. I just never really had a lot of success uh with with a bobber or sitting there and, and fishing just kind of seemed really boring to me as a kid and uh and then one of uh, our friends in in midland did a fly fishing or a fly rod building uh class and that's kind of when tyler and i got into it uh, we started building our own rod and tyler helped me and that's kind of Spurred me into going fishing, and for the first time, fishing was really fun because uh, well, we might just talk a little bit about what the difference is between fly fishing and bait casting, and uh, we'll kind of hand it over to our, our expert fly fisherman Tyler to kind of explain that to everybody. I was gonna say, Oh, no, I'm the expert, that's a T
1: Bear thing. Well
0: I, I, I mean I'll take a stab at it. The difference between the two is basically how do you get the bait the thing you're gonna that the fish is gonna want to eat to the to the out in front of the fish with most normal fishing, whether it's bait casting or spin casting or something like that, the weight is on the end of a weightless line and with fly fishing you have a weighted line and a weightless lure basically a fly that doesn't weigh much so. Uh, that's that's the main difference. Where's the weight that allows you to get it out in front of the fish? And fly fishing has, you know, kind of a strange casting motion you have to do to use this weighted line to get a fly out in front of a fish. And because of that, there's more to do, and that's what makes it fun to me. You can, you kind of are. There's a skill of in uh, uh, in casting, and there's a skill in getting the fly where you want it, and you uh, do it over and over. And to me, fly fishing is a lot more like hunting than it is. Staring at a bobber till you go cross eyed, like most fishing I did growing up.
2: <laughs> yeah, and yet I don't want to. I don't want to disparage bait casting or spin casting too much because I do. I do. <laughs> I want to make sure because <laughs> I can go spin casting with uh, some friends of mine, and I can't catch a thing, man. They know what to do, and they get pulling all these fish in, and I can't do it. Uh, big. So, but yeah, it became more of a challenge to me. And learning how to cast uh, the line, and just learning how to put the fly where you want it to be, became a real challenge. It made made fishing really fun for me, even though I didn't start doing it till, uh, gosh, about thirty years old, I guess.
1: It's about when I started. Wow. Uh, and I I like that too. I like the, um, yeah. It felt like I was doing something rather than just. I, I get, again not to. Put down bait casting or whatever that's called, but uh, I just I like more movement and trying to figure out how to cast um, <clears throat> and where to place the fly and uh, what kind of like looking for a hatch and try to match the uh, the fly with the hatch and all that kind of stuff was just interesting
2: to me. Plus, and just more movement.
0: I, I and I think the gear is more cool.
2: Yeah, the, the gear is a lot cooler. Yeah, a lot more expensive yeah. too. I like well stuff. that's yeah I like spending
1: money so yeah unless you're sponsored by Orvis like uh, Jason McNeil <coughs> maybe anyway. maybe
0: Orvis will sponsor this podcast <laughs>
1: that's right Orbis uh, not not a sponsor yet yeah Orbis go yet. ahead
0: and reach out Matt's phone <laughs> number is
1: it is uh, yeah <laughs> it'll it'll be in the show notes so you have to you have to really want to sponsor us to do it. Or, what do you, what do you like? Why do you choose to go back to fly fishing over and over? I'll tell you, for me, that's a couple
0: of things. One is, uh, uh, comes from the title of a, a fun book, Trout Don't Live in Ugly Places. Uh, it's, it's usually, <laughs> it's, it's usually fun to, you know, yeah. go to where the trout are in the mountains often and with buddies. That's the best part is, you know, going into the mountains with buddies and, have an adventure that's that's spoken like a guy who grew up in midland uh and then moved to oklahoma city because it's always a trip to go fly fishing it's not something like a a, a local activity but that's that's my two reasons i like where they are and i like the people i do it with usually
1: present company excluded (laughs) right i think that for me too i mean certainly northwest arkansas is pretty and there's there's some fly fishing up here but um yeah I I think about being in Colorado or Idaho or something and uh I still remember going first time I went and Trav Trav teaching me um you know it felt like uh it felt like we were on a first date and he was like holding my hand and showing me how to cast uh but it was just it was just really fun and pretty and I remember catching my first fish my first trout um and not to get serious or whatever, but just thinking, man, I wish I could tell dad. You know, dad would have loved knowing that I was out with a bunch of buddies fishing and, and that I caught, like I actually caught one. And anyway, um, but yeah, there's just, there's a calmness to it. And, and it is a bit of a challenge too, which doesn't seem, that seems at odds with each other. But I like the, this calm of being out and then the challenge of trying to figure out how to catch a fish.
2: I, I just agree with both you guys. It's uh, <clears throat> it's been fun, and uh, each trip kind of has its own adventure. And uh, I think now would be a good time maybe to share the share the time when you first met Matt the, Tyler. You know, the it's infamous one of my favorite stories. Of now of
1: before Tyler. before we before you share, I think uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that there <laughs> will be a fair. There will be a fair amount of embellishing that happens, I, I would assume. Matt, so you don't Tyler, need to set this thing up. Tyler, Tyler can tell the story, mm-hmm. and then Listen, I will correct. I, I him. mean, this is only like
0: a three sentence story. It's really not. There's the embellishing comes from your excuses. That's the embellishment is you
1: trying to explain what happened. I I will explain what happened. Uh, Maybe. What if I say my side? The what happens beforehand, and right, then it,
2: it, it needs to be it needs to be told from the <laughs> All right, reality go ahead. point of view before. To... <laughs> well, i i don't I
0: don't have a lot of practice telling this story in a in, in a like dramatic way, other than I show up at the campsite and everybody's setting up tents, and, um, and uh, Matt. We're in
1: Colorado. At, uh, Colorado in the mountains in the middle of nowhere. The trailhead. Tyler and I hadn't met yet, I don't think, at this point. No, Maybe what, what we river did.
0: were we going to be on? Uh, the Canados. Cane- yeah, Canados. Cane- 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 yeah. And yeah, um, yeah, Matt goes to set up his tent and, uh, you know, realizes uh, that instead of a tent, he has brought a batting cage with him. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's nice, <dude. laughs> So what it's, happens? It's very roomy, and it's <laughs> cool. It is cool. It, it's nice. I mean, it's got, uh, big, uh, it's got a big word on the side that says <laughs> It says so Rawlings. Yes. You know, and the bag, <laughs> I think that it was being carried Not in a, <laughs> said Rawlings as well. Yes. No, yeah. there's no, and it, there's it, no it, it, Oh, it's man. It's like out there. It, it, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> yeah. We were at.
0: Matt was like, oh, good. Just what I need is a 3,800 square foot tent.
1: We, but, <laughs> we were, nah. Ron, we were at the, we were at. Todd and Karen Sparks' house the other day. We should have gone to see if Man, they still had that. Should have. That. have. We should have. <laughs> so here's what happened. I just think about um, all
2: those tent makers, you know, and all those different. It didn't um, say
1: lines of tent. It, you know, not say North
2: and Columbia. And yeah. Everything. This was a UP this Rawlings.
1: This was a generic gray bag. There was nothing. So what happened? There was about what actually happened. Three was, feet by
0: three feet by six feet. <laughs> it was blue. I think. I
1: know, it was not. What happened was, I my first time going on this trip, I didn't have any, any camping or fishing gear, really. I had to borrow a ton of stuff. And so it was like, I think it was the night before we were supposed to leave, or maybe two days before, but <clears throat> there's a family in Midland. Um, Todd and Karen Sparks, they're they're wonderful. But I called, or maybe I texted both of them and said, hey, I need a tent that Chris and another guy and I can share Um because he doesn't have a tent either on this on this fly fishing trip, so she Karen texted me and said, "Hey, we're not home, but here's our garage code. If you punch in the code, go in the garage, you'll see an old truck, and above the truck is a, a shelf, and on top of the shelf, on top of the shelf is a gray bag. I remember a gray bag. Um, and so it'd be hilarious if Karen like." Ten years later, said, "Yeah, we knew we knew which bag you were gonna grab, and we just wanted to, to mess with you." But so I I go to their house, punch in the code, open the garage, um, and then truck shelf gray bag got it, and so I just I don't I go back to my the uh, townhouse we were living in and and um, I'm like, "Hey Chris, I got our tent." Uh, no need to check it, you know. I mean I didn't even I didn't even think about checking it. I just assumed that's a gray bag. That's what Karen said. So anyway. Man, they looked so the you were on
2: the Lewis and Clark the expedition. Next, <laughs> the next morning.
1: <laughs> the next morning we leave at what, four o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning.
2: And uh, Can you imagine we get to, Matt like if we he's get getting to, ready to set out on the I Lewis and Clark expedition? Getting ready to go across country. <laughs> And uh, go out into the dangers it's, of the wilderness. And he does not If even anything. See if the tent
0: is if, a tent. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's probably what happened. It's really probably Lewis, Clark, and Wilbur, but we don't ever hear of <laughs> him because don't he hear took about him. A, that's he, right. he didn't that's make, right. it. He did make it. He didn't make it. If anything, it's probably it's, the first it was time you Max.
1: heard the name
2: Slavic today. <laughs> yeah. this, was,
1: this was a. This was a. Uh, ah, man. This, for me, sorry. Mike. For me, it was, all right, I, I've learned that I can't trust people in Midland. Uh, I have to uh, not take anybody <laughs> at their word. No, so we get to the trailhead, and Chris and I, I'm like, all right, let's get our let's get our tenant. And granted, we, we know maybe half the guys on this trip, um, and uh, neither one of us had ever fly fished before. And so he, or at least I was, pretty anxious. And so anyway, we're pulling stuff out. And we're pulling, the, and there's just like meshy stuff. Or, you know, and we were like, "All right, I guess we'll just we'll figure it out. Let's keep yanking on stuff and <laughs> spreading stuff out." And, and Cleet, another buddy is right next to us, and I'm sure he's just watching well, or maybe he's helpful for
2: it. Well, the irony there is cleat. Cleat's a baseball oh, yeah. coach, so he yeah, recognized he is. He quickly what we <laughs> <kid> out of. <laughs> He knows about batting cage when he sees he it. He played cage. Matt and cage. We played college baseball. Cage, they were like, "What <laughs> is this?" This is well, this a so weird. Eventually, t- yeah. but eventually, c- what is? Well, it? eventually,
1: eventually, we <clears throat> I I like lean over to Cleet. and this I'm because be it, it says special tent. It says it says Rawlings on it, and so I'm like, "Clete, does Rawlings make a tent?" <laughs> you know? And so he's like, "Dude, you got like a little kid's batting backdrop," you know. And so from every, every year after that, whenever uh boss camp would usually send out an email kind of facilitating things. And there's always like a Matt, don't worry, Matt, Matt's going to bring the batting cage and we're all going to take cuts, you know, <laughs> that's right. BP Good. every evening before dinner. Good grief. Anyway, so that's the, uh, the infamous batting cage fly fishing story. Didn't you guys, weren't you guys both on a trip where that got super rained out or something? Is it oh, you yeah. guys both on that?
0: Watch
1: yeah. y'all tell that story. Yeah.
0: There's a lot of man, layers.
2: <laughs> man, there is a lot of layers and uh, There's a... <laughs> We were fishing on the Piedra. We were going up to fish on the Piedra. Is that that trip Tyler? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the one just north yeah. of Pagosa Springs? Yeah. And uh gosh The very first part was like crazy because Tyler and I and another guy named Alan McCurdy were were coming in late. And so we were trying to radio these guys on (laughs) walkie-talkies driving in our car in the dark to see where they were. And uh, that was an adventure in and of itself. And then we finally figured out where they were but it started raining cats and dogs and so we kind of Fibbed and told him we were camping at the trailhead, and we went into town and got hotel room. (laughs) Uh, We,
0: I think it was like
2: years before we told him that's what we did. It it was, Uh, it was. We we kept that one going. Oh, make a long story short, we ended up on the San Juan, which is a great river. Uh, If you don't know anything about the San Juan River, it's right below in the. Four Corners area of the, of the US and uh, it's below the Navajo Dam and it's got a lot of different types of fishing on one river and uh, Tyler can probably tell you more about some of it but most of it's catch and release and uh, just a great place to fish. So it's yeah, the, fir- they- is the first time, this might be a good time to kind of give people out there the idea of if you go to a river the first time, how you go about learning what to do and what type of stuff to uh, to get or how, how do you learn about the river as quick as possible without spending a lot of cash, which is what we do about every time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, when we figure that out, we'll make sure and have another episode and share it with you. Yeah, our, our version is spend too much money and be unsuccessful
2: yeah. early. <laughs> But we went and uh, at the San Juan, you're like fishing with these size 22, 24 flies that like, if I went there now, I wouldn't even be able to see them. Uh, And I couldn't see them then. Tyler could see them pretty good, but real tiny flies. Okay. And you're fishing underwater most of the time. And and so the most important factor that we learned was the depth of the fly under the water. And so as soon as you got it at the right depth, man, you started catching fish like crazy at San Juan. And these fish are 18, 20 inches, all of them, just wow. a big fish, a lot of fun.
1: All right, so Ron, Tyler, I can answer this too, maybe, but I only have a couple places, but you guys have been a good number of places fly fishing. What's your, what's been your favorite, or maybe like a top three or something? favorite places to fly fish and why i'm sorry why
0: yeah top three favorite places um i don't know i would say i would break it down into categories probably um like favorite fishing as far as successful fishing um golly the first one that comes to mind is the san juan on that trip that you're talking about a minute ago ron maybe because you've that's what's in my brain, that's all I can think of. But we caught a lot of big fish on that trip. That there, and one of the fun things about it in the Texas Hole, which is one of the kind of main easy places to get to on the San Juan, you can see a bunch of fish. And so you're sight casting, uh, and that's always really fun.
2: Uh, well, what was fun about that trip too, San Juan was, it was such a learning process because the first day we caught just a few. And then the, and then the next day or maybe that morning we caught just a couple and then as we kept learning man i remember one time i caught one and i had it and i was trying to reel them in and you were helping we were on the fast water so we were fishing underwater with nymphs and and uh, but the it was water was moving quick and you couldn't see the fish a lot of rapids and i hooked a big one and and the river's running so fast and it's a big river at that that it takes it takes you a little while to get him, get the fish in without losing it. And I'm trying to get it in, and you're almost required to have a net because of just how fast the water's moving and stuff. And Tyler's got the net, and he's going to hook the fish for him. And his his line is just hanging in the water downstream because he had rushed over to help me get the fish. And then one gets on his line too, so now we got two fish on the line, and he can't hardly use the net and it was just that was a great memory uh, but San Juan that was, was, fun. that was a lot of
0: fun it was I, I had another crazy thing that has only happened on that trip we had a bunch of like birds flying all around us swallows <laughs> and um, I uh they were there was a hatch coming off and the birds were eating the bugs and so in the middle of my back house, one of those birds ate my fly and I, I totally <laughs> hooked it and brought it into hand and unhooked him and let him go. I caught a, I caught a bird.
1: Wow. Yeah. Uh, I've never heard that before. That's pretty fun. Yeah. It was kind of <clears> crazy. Throat> <clears> throat> never heard that before. If I had to choose, I mean, I don't, I just haven't done a ton of as much as you guys have, but let's see. I will say we went to the, we went to the, on the PA one time and, uh, I don't think either one of you guys. I'm. I'm. In fact, I'm certain you guys weren't there. But, um, I just remember one. We were in, went in this fly shop, <clears throat> whatever town, it's in. We were in, and and the the guy who's working in the fly shop. We kind of looked at each other, and he was like, "Matt, Matt Slavic." <laughs> I was like, "Anyway, we worked together at a camp way back in Arkansas, way back when. So that was pretty fun." Um, and wow. everybody was kinda like, Hey Matt, can you can you get us some free stuff? And I was like I, <laughs> I don't think so. Um Where were you? That tr- Do what? Where were you? We were we were fishing on the we are gonna fish on the Piedra. Um so whatever town we were in to get our licenses and stuff. Oh. <clears throat> but then that trip to or that, that same yeah. It was our last full day and we all dispersed to go fish and it just Started like huge clouds, downpour, and everybody, everybody gets back to camp before, but before we get too wet, except for Perry, <laughs> and so, I mean, it's like, boom, a huge, huge thunder and lightning and just coming down, and and so there's this debate like, should we go look for Perry or, you know, what if we have no idea where he is though, so we could be looking in the wrong place, and it seems like it seemed like it was a long time, but <clears throat> eventually things kind of calmed down and we're just talking, you know, we're under some tree cover and Perry, I was a, I was in my tent. I needed to take a nap <laughs> in my tent. So I didn't see this, but apparently Perry just like, like clouds parted sunshine coming in. And there's Perry McDuffie like rounds mm. the corner and he's got like 12, 12 fish on sticks. <laughs> <that> he, <got. laughs> and he was just like, yeah, man, it was awesome. The fish were just jumping like crazy. <laughs> like every cast, he caught something.
2: Like, like Perry's out there, like that guy in Caddyshack doing his best round of golf ever. You know, yes. like lightning's, <laughs> lightning's around him everywhere, and he's yeah. like, "This one more." Didn't,
1: I know. We're all <laughs> like, "What do we do, search party?" And he's like, "This is great. If this happened every time, I'd love it." You know.
2: That's so, anyway. Pete, that's so Perry, too, man. Yeah,
1: yeah. All I right.
2: like... Uh, like, uh, Vermejo was probably my favorite place to go just because of the relationships and getting to go a few years in a row with the same guys. And um,
1: huh, I wasn't on that trip, so thanks.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. It, the,
0: it wasn't at that trip, Matt. We went like 10 times.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: just, just to just rub to it, it in.
2: If you haven't ever been, it's like the Disneyland of fly fishing. Oh, yeah, really? You know? Okay. Like, it's uh, we couldn't afford to do it, but we had a gracious friend that would pay for the trip every year Wait, and take Where is
1: where is this? Where's it's Vermejo? In northern
2: New Mexico, a little bit west of Raton, okay. a place called Vermejo, uh, Vermejo Park Ranch, and they've got probably I don't know twenty a dozen twenty lakes that are small lakes and one big reservoir, and you drive around at different altitudes up to about. 10,000 feet and just go fly fishing. Yeah.
0: No, I went on a trip that uh, I don't think I've told you guys about. Uh, Saltwater fishing off the coast of Louisiana for redfish. That sounds fun. Oh, listen, man. (laughs) Uh, We had a great guide, and it was like early February, probably. Yeah, early February. And... Uh, it was just a perfectly clear calm sunny day and not too cold like in the 60s 50s something like that it just was a perfect day because that's when the big bull reds run off the coast but usually the weather's gross and so we just hit this perfect storm of perfect weather and um, the right time of year and we could see these pods of redfish, big bull redfish, that there were hundreds and hundreds of these bulls together. And they would make the, the water red. There were so many of them. Like you would see the water is red like 300 yards away. And that's because there's a thousand redfish, like all in this big wow. ball of fish. That's awesome. And we would pull over to it because we're, we're probably, it was like a 30 or 40 minute boat ride out to this spot. But once we got out there, we were in two feet of water. And so uh, we would. our guide was pulling us. I was with Cameron Smith. Our guide was pulling us over to him so that we could get close to him. And we would cast out with these uh, streamers in the middle of this pod and just start stripping as hard as we could. And we would both hook up almost every time. And we did that all day long. (laughs) Um, We probably caught 50... Uh, bull reds on a fly and the average size of them was probably 25 pounds twenty five pounds wow they yeah. were huge <clears throat> they were what huge rod were you
2: using like 10 weight or
0: no like a six weight six weight seven weight probably i you know i say that that might not be true we were using the guides rods because it was just easier he had them all set up already so seven or eight weight probably actually now that i think about it yeah well, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was, and, and in fact, it, the the guide also had a little spinning rig in his uh, uh, boat, and Cameron and I would both be hooked up fighting, and he'd reach down and grab that spinning rig and fling it off the back of the boat, and we'd be hooked up all three of us. Huh. And <clears throat> hey,
1: what what is, if I can? What does that mean? Like you're six weight, seven weight, whatever. If you're pulling in a twenty five pound fish, what, what does the weight mean? Because obviously. It's not indicative of the size of the fish that you can pull in, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it goes back to the, what I was saying a minute ago about how the difference between a fly rod and a normal yeah. fishing rig is where the weight is. Yeah. Uh, fishing line, or uh, a fly line, is uh, rated by weight. So you've got one weight, two weight, well, there's even zero weight. But so like a seven weight line is just a heavier line and so a seven-weight rod has the appropriate, like, uh, action kind of whippiness to, to, to cast a seven-weight line. Okay. A seven-weight rod casts a seven-weight line. So it's basically how heavy the line is um, and, and that the rod matches with how heavy the line oh, okay. is. Okay. So a seven-weight rod throws a seven-weight line. I, I mean, I say it like the line, it's kind of chicken and egg. I don't know which comes first. Yep. If it's, you make a seven-weight line to match a seven-weight rod or you make a 7 weight rod to match a 7 weight line. I don't actually know where you start, but basically it's it's just telling you the 7 weight rod throws a 7 weight line, which is just a heavier line. And the reason for throwing a heavier line is your fly is probably a little bigger and heavier and you're probably chasing a bigger fish, right. so the heavier line has a stiffer rod to fight a, you know a, a bigger fish with. <clears throat> okay. So does that make sense? That makes sense, Does, yeah.
2: The, yeah, and the smaller the number, the smaller the rod, the bigger the number, yeah, the bigger right. the rod. And, yeah, so a 10-weight's a, a big, like, big rod. Like for a three-weight rod, you could probably catch a fish that weighed about 10, 15 pounds. Yeah. You know, well, maybe. It, It'd be tough, but...
0: Because your rod would be kind of noodly. Is that true, too, yeah. of,
1: a, of flies? Like you said, you, said you're t- you Ron, you were talking about a fly earlier, and it was like a... 21, 22, or something? Is
2: that? Yeah, the those bigger... are
0: smaller. It's the opposite. Okay. It's opposite. Okay. The bigger
2: number for the fly, the smaller it is. Okay. Interesting. Uh, and the larger number, the bigger the fly okay.
0: is. Okay. The, the direction I always go, which may or may not be interesting to the rest of the world, I'm becoming convinced that more and more that how I think about things is not how the rest of the world does which implies I'm a really slow learner because here I am at 50, just now figuring that out. I'm always asking why, like why in the world is fly fishing fun? Um, And we sort of addressed that superficially early on. Um, I mean, but I just mean like, why do we care about all the answers that we gave? Like, why is it that when you go on a trip with buddies and one guy brings a batting cage, why is that so important? Because it is like, that's like some of the most memorable things I've ever done or fly fishing trips. Why, what, what is it about it that creates all this stuff? And, and maybe it's just as simple as it's, you know, not normal. It's a one-off experience. Um, but I, there seems to be more than that because there's a lot of one-off experiences in life that we don't remember
2: the reason that, that i like fly fishing it all it all boils down to belonging to, to somebody belonging to a group of people that are fun right and yeah and then going and experiencing the great outdoors that's beautiful but it, it experiencing it with with people that you care about and and you're going with flawed people that how in the world you can bring a batting cage i don't know but but, I mean, you're going with... Flies. We don't always have to yeah. refer
1: back to that. Yes.
2: <laughs> and you get, you get the opportunity to do all that. You get the opportunity to get reined on together. Or uh, the, life in the nice batting together.
0: cage. That might need to be the name of the podcast. <laughs> life in the yeah. batting yeah. cage. Yeah, no, that's same. right. And, and, but, but, it t- it, but it's not just... It's not just generically anybody, right? Meaning... Right, right. Like, like, you care about, like, your family... But that would be a very different experience, which is also good, but it would be very different than the, you know,
2: than a bunch of guys,
0: than a bunch of guys that, and, and a dude who brings a batting cage. It's like, yeah. it's, there's something different Whoa. about it. And
1: no, well, just to, I, I agree too. I, I I mean, yeah, what you guys have already said, but fly fishing is, I, it's more about the relationships and catching a fish for me and. And kind of being in a place where my cell phone doesn't work, <clears throat> which is great, and not having to worry about who's calling me or who's texting me. Uh, yeah, I've had, I've just had some, I've deepened already great relationships on fly fishing trips. So that's that's probably the main reason I like to go. I don't really.
0: Yeah, and that that's a huge part of it. But for me too, I could go by myself. Well, yeah, I guess I could too, uh, and it still be meaningful. <laughs> like there's something about it. I mean going by myself works too for me it's different obviously Um, but it's not
2: there's no batting cages Uh, yeah I tend not to take those
0: I I prefer (laughs) I prefer my tents to have fewer holes
1: hey hey we we do appreciate you guys whoever's listening so um, you know, uh, hi, mom. Whatever friends are out there, probably Voss Camp. Thanks for listening. <laughs> 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 thanks for listening to our, yeah. our, listen mom, to our podcast. Is there, yeah, uh, yeah Miller, there. can
0: you make it uh, extra credit to listen to this in your class? Do we have to beep out <laughs> Slavic's dirty mouth. That
1: would be fun. Um, no, thanks, yeah. thanks seriously for joining us, whoever joins us, and uh, hopefully, we will come back for episode two and three and four. And five. It'll be better. It'll, It'll we can't be better we promise. What's up? Let's not make promises we can't keep. This kid. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next time. I don't know. We won't see you. Goodbye world. Yes. All right.